0: That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. I am back from Dallas and I'm back in studio. And today I have a guest since summer's over and the weather, the weather is going to start to get a little chilly, today's guest is going to teach us how to heat things up in the bedroom and hopefully get you laid this weekend. Dr. Chris Donahue is a doctor of clinical sexology and human sexuality, doctoral trained in clinical psychology, licensed clinical therapist, and a certified sex therapist. Dr. Donahue's first book, Sex Outside the Lines, Authentic Sexuality, In a Sexually Dysfunctional Culture, discusses society's labels surrounding gender, sexuality, sexual dysfunction, and the negative role these labels play on individuals. He is also the host of Sex Box on We, and he's here to help me get laid this weekend. Please please welcome to Hashtag No Filter, Dr. Chris Donahue. Thank you for that. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, so much pressure. I'm
1: getting you laid this weekend. You, you are. Is that a big goal or is that an you easy are.
0: goal? That, lately, that's a very easy goal. <laughs> oh, right. Well, then little help needed. <laughs> little help needed. But I think I want to I improve the quality. Yes. So hopefully you can help me with that. Um, but real quickly, this week's Drink of the Week is a Moscow Mule. And since we don't like to do any of the... All that added sugar and fake crap, we are doing it with uh, Q Ginger, which is super ginger ale. It's really good, made with fresh ginger. It is not Canada Dry. Stay away from that, because that's just sugar. And we're doing Blue Ice Organic Vodka because that's how we rock on this show. All organic all the time. All from
1: Whole Foods. So all, all from fancy. Whole Foods. Really so we're
0: fancy. totally fancy. Q Ginger, Blue Ice Organic Vodka, and some fresh lime. Throw it in a glass over ice. Drink it. Enjoy it. And find yourself a date tonight. <laughs> 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 all right, Dr. Doctor Donahue. Is that, sure, is that how I should that. address you? Okay, Doctor Donahue, talk to me. Talk to me about what sex box is, because that's what I'm most interested in. I want to know what this is. It's on Wii. yes. Um, and so it's what people just you just watch people have sex in a box. The,
1: the name kind of says it all, right? So there's a panel of us, uh, quote unquote experts. Okay, and people that quote are unquote. having.
0: I use that loosely
1: with the other two. <laughs> um, so people come on that are looking to work on their sex life, and you know the shtick is. I can't literally be in your bedroom when the problems are occurring, but this is right. as close as I can get, a few okay. feet away. So I'm going to work with you before sex, after sex,
0: and really kind of get in there at the most vulnerable moment. So do you actually you don't actually see them though. It's kind of no. like just shadows, right? Correct,
1: correct. They're in a uh, completely enclosed box. We can't see them, we can't hear them.
0: Okay. But there we are. Okay.
1: All right. Anxiety inducing for sure, correct? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know and, if I oh, could wait.
0: actually have sex knowing that there are people outside oh, yeah. watching me, knowing that it's being filmed Ready for, for national this? television.
1: Also a live studio audience right outside as well.
0: Yeah. How do you, how can you even get it up?
1: You know, that's, that's part of the work. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of the work. You're coming out on stage. Uh, you have to really want change pretty badly. Yeah. Yeah. So we had to find couples that were desperate, really, really wanted our help. And actually, you know, we, we laugh at the show, but A lot of beautiful transformation occurred. Uh, We definitely helped people. And it was powerful. A lot of moving moments. So you
0: get them from like all the way to the orgasm on stage? Well,
1: we've had people that had been married for, you know, 10, 20, 30 years and maybe hadn't had sex or an orgasm in decades. And they were going to be doing it for the first time on the show on stage, you know, due to our help. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes people just need that added push and motivation.
0: I like it. Yeah. And you also did a show called Bad Sex. I did on Logo. Yes. And that was what, like sex therapy? Yes. Uh, I did group therapy, sex
1: group therapy. Okay. And then worked with each of the 10 group members individually
0: as well. Because you're a sex... What is is a sex therapist? Like what is sex therapy exactly? Yeah. It's a
1: really misunderstood area of psychology. So basically it's working on people's sexuality exclusively and using their sexuality and sexual
0: issues to help them grow and evolve. Okay. Sexuality is in sexual preference or just... Everything. Okay. Yeah.
1: Sexual preference is far bigger than just gender choice. Right. right? So it's all the things that you're aroused by. Situations, objects, scenarios, Uh touch, feel, taste. Some people, they're not driven by gender. Their sexuality is more driven by
0: situations and scenarios. So does that make them like bisexual uh, no, it makes or them, asexual? it makes them
1: words that we don't have yet. Ah, and that's kind of what the book okay. steps in and does is yes. it's attempting to, you know, expand the understanding that your orientation isn't just gay, straight, or bi. Got um, it. And a lot of it's actually and this is kind of powerful. So I have a niece, she's sixteen, mm-hmm. and I look at the younger generations and YouTube and things and podcasts to really mm-hmm. see what's going on. I think that's the most powerful determinant of like where we're going in culture. And we're headed towards queer. Which is, mm-hmm. I'm not gay. I'm not straight. I'm both. I'm neither. I don't know. I'm not a boy. I'm not a girl. I'll figure it out. This day I'm that. Tomorrow I'm something else. Okay.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> labelless.
0: <laughs> but isn't queer a label? Mm.
1: Queer is a label of the chaos and label-less.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, then let, let, let's get into it. Talk to me about your book. Your book's called Sex Outside the Lines. What exactly do you address in the book?
1: Okay. I would say the basic. Thesis or goal of the book is to help people feel comfortable having sex. That's not normal. That health
0: lies in so the So not in just home. missionary position? Is that <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying to experiment? Well, yes. <laughs> I want, I want people to push their hey, boundaries. from the ceiling a little
1: bit. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, have you ever done that? I've pretty much done everything at this point. Really? You know, working in the area I work in, it's really important to me to use my sexuality to challenge myself. So anything sexually that makes me anxious or unsure, I'm going to go in and try it and try to find a confidence in it. I like So you could pretty much list anything and I've been there and I've done it five
0: times
1: (laughs) and I'll probably do it again. Wow. I like that. I like the ambition in that.
0: You You are dedicated. I
1: really am (laughs) all weekend long.
0: (laughs) So how, how many times a week do you have sex? Oh God, that's such a good
1: question. I, you know, I haven't been asked that yet and that, that's a really good, powerful question. I would say depending on what's going on in my life, like right now I'm traveling a lot doing the book tour. Um, okay. Which probably in some ways enhances and helps and other times it holds me back as, as often as I can. Um, I really value sex and sex for me is a way that I work on transforming myself and working on my body esteem, my self-esteem, okay. my relational skills. I'm currently single. Um, so it's my way of meeting people. It's a way of initiating into relationship. I think
0: sex first is awesome. So, okay. So you're totally into like the no strings attach hookup type of deal.
1: I'm into the, I don't know who you are or where this is going. Okay. I'm comfortable getting to know you through sex first. Okay. And based on that, we'll see how compatible and interested we are. And if it's there, I'll ask you out on a date. Do you feel like that's risky? No, I think it's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me about the risk. When he says that risky, what, risky in terms I mean, of what? In
0: terms of like, you have no idea who who some of these people are. Correct. I mean, you can be sleeping with a psychopath. Of course. That's one side of the risk. But then the other side is, well, there's also like all of these STDs and STIs sure. going around that you have sure. to be aware of as well.
1: Yeah, you know, it's interesting. The idea is that... I think you can learn more about someone through sexuality, but you're right. I could have dinner with them first, Mm -hmm. um, but either way, at some point I have to encounter sexuality with them and deal with safe sex. What am I setting myself up for? What am I encountering? That conversation has to happen at some point.
0: Right. It's still there. I like that. I think sex is a great way to meet people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: you do. (laughs) But, I mean, think about that. A lot of us... I think that, you know, a three hour commitment to sitting at a dinner table, that's not overwhelming. But to me, that is. Yeah, I I need a certain level of interest and stimulation to commit to something like that. Right. So I'd rather have sex first, see if compatibility is there before I commit to an entire evening of having to tolerate you.
0: Exactly. Because then, if you think about it, like if you date somebody for a few weeks or even a couple of months and, and then you have sex and you realize the sex is really bad, it's hard to recover yes. from bad sex. Like yes. you just have to, you pick up your underwear and you just walk out the door and you can't look back. And you've just 20... put three weeks
1: of your life into exactly. this. Exactly. You're attached. Exactly. Do you know what that conversation sounds like? They're already on your Facebook page. They're already following you on Instagram. Your friends knew who they are. Sex goes bad. And all of a sudden you have to what? Slowly back (laughs) away from it all and unfollow them on everything. It's horrible. And people think that, you know, if I like you enough and we get along well and I'm attracted and you're attracted to me, sex will just fall into place. No, it won't. It really won't. Welcome to my office. People get married without having sex. That's a massive commitment. It does not just fall into place. Sexual compatibility. You need to explore it.
0: Can you... Okay, so I don't think you can really ever recover from bad sex with someone. But can you, uh, the, you're the professional here. Can you, I mean, can you make it better if it's really bad with somebody?
1: <laughs> I would say improvement is possible, but if there's a complete incompatibility, I can't create that for you. If okay. there's not a chemistry, that can't be created.
0: Okay. So compatibility to you is chemistry?
1: Yeah, for sure. OK, yeah. And it's it's funny. I was asked to speak at a Christian university, which I thought a joke was being played on me. Perhaps, yes, right. Yes, I'm going to be talking very sexually positively. And <clears throat> I talked about the importance of sexual compatibility in that it's one of the more important levels of um, connection that can hold a relationship together if you want long term monogamy and commitment. Right. And they said, well, you know, we don't have sex before marriage. And I said, that's you know problematic in some ways. And they said, well, could we just like, make a list where me and my partner, before we get married, just make a list of what we like and see if it matches up. And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Chemistry doesn't work in an itemized
0: way like that. Yeah. OK. So why do you think our culture is so afraid of sex?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, we really, really are. Uh, it's a special case for everything. Um, everyone's really suspect if you sexualize. Uh, one of the things that frustrates me is I used to watch Law and Order, SVU, and mm-hmm. you know, sex crimes are especially heinous. Yeah, anything sexual is especially suspect. <laughs> um, you know, God forbid you flirt sexually within the first text conversation. You might not. You must not want commitment or be serious. Right. You know. Anyway, why? Um, because we we have a puritanical religious foundation, and right. religion really really hates sex it's probably one of the sex negative institu- most sex negative institutions we have i don't understand that psychology is that way too psychology hates sex
0: but i don't understand i know that. like it's
1: but you're from I a younger know. generation i'm assuming right and you uh you know I'm 35 <laughs>
0: are you really no i'm not okay no i'm not <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was going to say, you're in my generation. (laughs) But the younger generations have it far easier. They're encountering sex more often in a healthier way. But in my generation, the ones before me, sex is something to be afraid of and to delay as long as possible.
0: Right. Um, And I think a big reason my generation and like the millennials are so much more comfortable with sex and sexuality one it's all over tv you know it's not something that's taboo anymore and we have you know celebrities like miley cyrus who you know are just free and out there and are practically showing their nipples every other day what do you think of celebrities like that do you think they're giving sex a good rap or a bad i
1: think it's both on one hand I think it's good that people like Miley are forcing people to acknowledge that sex is everywhere. We're not going to hide it. You have to encounter it. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere. You you can't get away from it. But I often wonder if she's the right vehicle to do that.
0: Yeah, All I right. agree. I think and I think maybe she does it in kind of a tacky, tasteless, cheap way. Most likely. You know that's not I mean, to me, I'm all about embracing sexuality. I'm all about, you know, enjoying yourself and having sex. But I just, when I look at her, I'm just like, I want to roll my eyes and be like, stop.
1: Well, because you're able to call out that there's a lack of stable maturity behind it all. Exactly. So you question it. And that's understandable. So I think it has a good impact and a bad impact for sure. Okay. So it's a good direction we're heading in, though. I'll say that. Okay. She's saying I'm a girl. It's okay. I can be successful, competent, and also in charge of my sexuality. I like that idea. Yeah. We see that from people also like Beyonce. I think she's a better role model, perhaps. Yeah. There's a little more sustainability in my mind around her. Um, I mean, we see a bit
0: of her ass, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about labels, because you brought this up a bit earlier in the show. Um, What are some of the negative effects that you think labels are having Uh, on our youth?
1: I think labels are horrible. I think labels are limiting and containing, and I think they set up expectations. So
0: what's defined as a label?
1: Well, I'll say this from my own history. I've had sex with every gender and all the non-genders and everything in between. Okay. And people are always attempting to place a label on me based on that. Well, you must be this or you have to be that. And I don't like that because it's confining and it limits to me to being open to what I want to have sex with next. Right. So I shirk off all labels of gay, straight, bisexual, and I was just on a project recently and they were just not really understanding what I was saying when I was saying it's like a more of a queer identity. There's a fluidity to it. Uh I think gender is even more violent in that if you identify as a man or a woman, there is such a long list of problematic expectations upon how you should be in the world, especially in terms of sex and relationships. I work with far too many women. That because they subscribe to you know me being a woman, I have to be a certain way. They have to withhold right. so many important parts of who they are. Yeah, absolutely. They're afraid to just really assert themselves.
0: So, what do you think of what do you think of Caitlyn Jenner and what she's kind of bringing <clears throat> to you know this it's a, whole media it's circus? A loaded,
1: right now? loaded question without even knowing it.
0: Um, I have a lot of problems with Caitlyn. I think okay. on one hand,
1: I love the idea that. There's visibility around it. I love the idea that a magazine like Vanity Fair, which usually just has cisgendered, heterosexual people on the cover, has put her on the cover. That's awesome. But what's problematic is that she's white and wealthy. Yeah. And that's not mind-blowing to me. If they put a fat, black, non-feminine trans person on the cover, then my shit is blown.
0: Okay. Okay. You know, I like that. It's
1: like my mom. She called me once a couple of years ago, and she said, "Oprah did this documentary about these two gay boys <laughs> that are getting married. Isn't that phenomenal?" And I said, "They're wealthy, attractive white boys. Yeah, and my mind's not blown. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Very like, true. When I see a commercial for paper towels with a bunch of gender fucked, fat, black minority something or other, then I'm in polyamory. You know,
0: but it's don't... safe. Yeah, you know what's really think... risky?
1: My fat minority-based trans friends that have gotten kicked out of their homes and lost their jobs for coming out—that's mind blowing.
0: Yes, it's mind blowing. But do you think that our culture is ready for something like mm. that?
1: No, and that's why I think Caitlyn's amazing in that it, it's it's laying some of the starting groundwork. To break down. starting to break down. People are allowing it and accepting it, and you know she's got she got a big award recently, and so that's awesome. I don't take anything away from her. I think she's brave, but I know people that are braver.
0: Okay, I agree. I completely agree with that. I love that. I think that's great. So, have you watched her show? No, I have no interest. Okay. <laughs> I I've don't even know it, what I happens know. on okay, it, because I've watched it. Tell me about it. And I liked it at first. Okay. I liked it the first episode, but as it went on, you definitely see... This is someone of privilege that does not okay. understand the needs of this community. See, but that's problematic, and that is starting to get wrapped up into this media circuses and, and really loving the attention yeah. of it. And went from you know some or what it feels like someone that went from trying to support this cause to now loving having her own TV show and you know everything that the media has kind of made it out to be. Sure. Um, You can kind of start to see. What
1: network is that on? Which show
0: is it? On E. E. That's like the Kardashian Nation right there. Of course. Ryan's Secrets and the Kardashians own that network. All right. So let's talk about how we can build healthy relationships. So what do you think is the best way to maintain a healthy relationship with your significant other?
1: Okay, so (laughs) more controversy. No, it
0: depends. (laughs) I I would say this.
1: I think that our American culture is too individualistic. Okay. And what happens is people end up in my office, and it's all me, 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 me. I need this. Um, I have to put myself first, and I think that that is problematic in terms of relationships. Okay. So the way psychology is going right now is it's all about more individualism and more self, and I think that that's anti-relationship. So it is. I want my clients to be more relational, aka more codependent, which has a bad name in
0: our culture. Yeah. That right. Right when you said codependent, <laughs> my yes, mind it's yes. that, I, like my brain just flashed, and it's Absolutely. like unhealthy. That's everything. Hate me for saying yes. that. It's in the book. Okay.
1: I think we need to be Why? more codependent. I, I'll tell you what's been most inspirational on me. And I'm my afraid
0: work. of codependency. Because, because why? It's... Because why? I don't know. I feel it like, like I'm like losing mean? my yes. sense of self and you my own personal are. identity. You but are. I'm scared of that. Why that is relationship. Why you want to do that? Okay. Fusion. Okay. It's
1: an us. It's thinking in terms of an us. It's thinking in terms of how do my decisions impact this other? Okay. And that's real closeness and intimacy versus what do I need? Every time you say I or self, you've stepped outside of relationship. Mm. And again, my work is really influenced by black queer feminist writers. Okay. And so a lot of minority cultures are more collective based and it's a community raising and supporting everyone and i love that idea and i think our american culture the way that we run everything makes it problematic for couples they come in my office because there's too much self and separation mm-hmm. and i'm trying to fuse everyone squeeze them together i like that <laughs> it's hard to date though because when i date you know people who don't understand do you date? okay so oh. i who yeah <laughs> no who? one
0: right now okay. <laughs> So, as you being the perfect example okay. of what you would like other people to start to do, or how you would like <laughs> them to approach their dating sure. and sex lives, how like describe your <clears throat> dating? I, and oh sex
1: man, life. but I'm difficult. I'm a handful, right? Because I'm gonna. I over- Aren't we, we all? I, perhaps, I feel like we all are. Perhaps. I watch micro micro moments happen though with the people that are trying to ask me out. I'm assessing far too hard. Uh, assertion. Okay. If you're interested in me, tell me. Use words okay. like date. Don't ask me to go to coffee. Say, do you want to go on a date so I know? Okay. Um, call me and text me all the time consistently. Okay. Don't wait three days. Text me two seconds after I give you my number. Be real. Don't bullshit. Absolutely.
0: I like that. I'm anti-bullshit. Like, just be upfront front with me and tell yes. me what it is. that you, Like, is, is this going to happen? Or is it not going to happen? Because
1: here's the kicker. Ready? <laughs> interested people like signs of interest. Okay. But, Bam. But
0: but that scares people away. I, I feel like when I have such an assertive approach. <laughs> I am very assertive in a lot of ways. I and I'm you. like this is what I like. This is what I want. Don't bullshit me. Like just give me a straight answer. But some people are intimidated by that.
1: Yeah. But again, you're you learn a lot in seeing their intimidation. You're, okay. You're learning that they're probably not able to handle a lot of closeness. Okay. And you want that. True. So okay. it's probably not a compatibility thing for you there.
0: Okay. So then what do uh, I don't know so how do I find somebody <laughs> uh, by,
1: by, but here's the difference so uh, when I run my sex therapy groups I tell them that you kind of need a theory or a model right to operate okay. from so you're not all out there in the dark figuring out how to go and you have two options pretty much everything falls under two options there's either the manipulative game playing thing where mm-hmm. I'm going to try to draw you in or mm-hmm. make you unsure or the, there's the honest authentic I okay. say go for that when in doubt okay hey I really like you you just gave me your, me your number I'm free tonight are you I'd love to see you right away
0: I, I l- love that. I like that, um, and I feel like it, the the whole culture, the whole dating game, like it's all very much a game, and that's right. what everybody teaches you how what to how to diplomatically do. But, do. I, but I feel like that doesn't give the person that you're trying to date a very authentic version of who you are. So then you right. g- you play the game, you you jump into this, you date for a while, then you have sex, then you maybe you're compatible. But then once, and I think this is why relationships don't work a lot, is because then you start to see who this person really is. And sure. then you're like, I don't really like it. But him. that's
1: the thing. I say be authentic from the door. If you do not like sushi, do not go have sushi. Okay. Okay, I love horror movies. I'm going to ask you to go on one immediately. I'm not going to pretend like I like something I don't like.
0: But you say that you're open sexually. and You say that you're willing to try all of these things. What's the difference between being open-minded and then you know, being assertive in the way that you're like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It's,
1: it's good and it's acceptable to have an opinion on things. Okay. It's okay to know what you like and what you don't like, Okay, but also to possibly have or leave a little space for some shift around some of that. Okay. So for instance, um, I'm pretty comfortable acknowledging that I don't really like the outdoors that much, which is like blasphemous in the really? West Coast to
0: say that. I, yes. I don't see you. You seem very, very outdoorsy. In, I'm very you indoorsy. You look very
1: outdoorsy. <laughs> 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 I'm very indoorsy. That's actually, I'm online. I'm all over the place online. And you'll see in all my profiles, I'm indoorsy, which probably limits <laughs> who's going to date me as it should. So if someone yeah. says, okay. I would love to spend the day on the beach and then hiking and then camping, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm not into that. Yeah, I'm not being close-minded. I'm just pretty sure that that's not something okay. I feel comfortable with. Okay, and I don't want to lead you on and thinking you found your new surfing camping buddy because you haven't
0: okay that makes sense so what's the key to great sex
1: (laughs) (laughs) um i gosh it's a good question because you want one solid answer that's going to apply to everyone i would say the key to great sex is speaking meaning talk about what's working what's not working i work with a lot of people that think they should mind read or that I know how to get a girl off. Okay. So there's one simple way to get an entire, you know, section of people off. You have to ask questions. Yeah. Um, you have to figure out, I mean, the way I frame it is we use the word virginity wrong. Okay. Healthy sexual partners will see every new partner as being a virgin again with them. Got it. I don't know who they are. I don't know what they want sexually and I have to find out. Okay. And you're always going into it in that way. I have to figure out who this sexual person is, and I'm going to ask questions, and I'm going to pay attention. I'm not going to make any assumptions.
0: I like that because I feel like in order to have good sex, you have to have good communication. You have to talk absolutely. about. You have to talk. About, you have to be assertive with your sex too. It's you different like, with every I like partner. This and I don't like that.
1: Right? You can't have sex the same way with every partner. It's going to always
0: shift. That's true. Right? That's true. Sometimes I, I like new. being dominant, and sometimes I'm like, mm, I'm just going to lie here. Oh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Lately, I've just been too tired to want to do anything. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's fun.
0: <laughs> it's been a long, long couple of months. Um, so what do you think is the one takeaway you want people to leave knowing about sex?
1: Uh, don't be so afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Uh, don't be so turned off if someone's confident in talking about it or asking for it. We're okay. too shaming of those that are confident sexually. Do you think
0: we should try everything at least once?
1: Yeah. I mean, within within the bounds of your comfort, I'd say this. That which makes you a little anxious, I want you to try. Okay. But you're still allowed to have somewhat of a structure. Okay. Right? Which is very open-ended and kind of vague. Um, I don't think you have to try everything, but I want people to be willing
0: to expand themselves. I think that's what's really great about sex. Okay. So how do you get somebody... To jump in bed with you. Make them Oh how we how do you So abs- let's say you're out at a bar. Let's say you're you're trying to you're trying to get laid tonight. Sure. What show me how you would get laid tonight.
1: <laughs> show you with this marker. <laughs> yeah, show me with that marker. No. Um I think again it's about confidence and assertion. Okay. <clears throat> I, I, would, I would not, I personally would not be turned on by someone in a flimsy, vague, unsure way trying to kind of move around me and try to figure out what I want and try to kind of present themselves. Okay. I, I would prefer, and the way I, I hit on people is in more of an assertive, confident way where walk over to them, uh, let them know that you find them interesting or attractive, Okay. you know, find some way to kind of engage them. Read them and see what their interest is. Okay. Um, So, have
0: somewhat of a conversation before. (laughs) <laughs> well, you're at a bar you have to find some kind of link or connection you can't just be like yo boo i want to do you well you can come online. back you car. can online though so what do you think of like I mean, grinder and tinder and awesome hinge you like those apps I are you do. on any of those apps? i'm on everything really yeah have you found any quality oh yeah yeah my past two serious relationships
1: were found online really uh you know i don't i'm not a big uh bar person And I work a lot. I travel a lot. And so these apps are a really phenomenal way for people like me to have access to a multitude of people. Mm -hmm. And it helps me practice my relational
0: and flirtational courtship skills. Do you think they hurt your social skills, though? Not at all. But you're not actually having like – like if you go on Tinder and you're trying to hook up with somebody – and you can easily just be like, OK, like you can text each other and be like, let's have sex, meet up in my hotel or yeah. whatever, whatever, without actually having to be out in public with people and be social yeah. and then talk to people to get them into bed with you.
1: Yeah, well, you're reducing it a little bit because what happens is... <laughs> Number one, we're moving towards everything being online. So okay. whether we like it or not, we have to learn how to manage and navigate that. True. For sure. So that's the one thing I throw out there. Okay. You got to learn how to do it. Number two, at some point, a real person does show up in front of you and you do have to learn how to engage them. Because when they show up at your door, even if you're not speaking, they're still unconscious with your body ways of communication and interaction that you still have to be able to understand and to engage. Got it. Right? It's not all it's online. True. It goes offline at some point. And like I said, you know, I use sex as a way to assess compatibility, interest and all that. And at some point conversation occurs and I, you know, ask them out on a date and then it completely lives offline at that time. And think about it. You use your phone to probably keep up with a multitude of friends where it's mainly online and you feel like you still maintain connection and social skill.
0: Right. So do you think that whole assertive, confident approach is how we should approach everything in our lives? Uh, For sure. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the last question that I always like to ask my guests is: if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, Oof. what is the best advice you would give yourself? Man,
1: ugh. I, I want to give you something like really funny, but it's going to wind up being some like kind of sentimental, <laughs> sad thing. That's why that's a really risky question. Um, just go easy on yourself. Okay. You know, there's so much more ahead of you, and things are going to get really exciting. Hang in there.
0: Exciting. a <laughs>
1: rough time. And exciting everywhere. <laughs>
0: But isn't that annoying though? That your twenties have to be rough if your teenage, your whole adolescence sure. was just
1: rough. Yeah, for sure. You know, twenties are a funky time. Uh, you're supposed to be figuring out career and identity and relationship and all that. And you know, my crazy butt was running around New York City, trying to figure it all out. It's a tough city. To so be what? Okay.
0: So what advice would you give now? Let's let's be specific in terms of of sex and sexuality. What okay. advice would you give to the twenty year old millennials?
1: Um. Gosh, no one's going to. I mean, there's a lot of people that aren't going to like this, but um, <clears throat> get more confident in your sexual self. Don't wait till adulthood to figure all that out. Okay. You know, youth is about figuring stuff out, acquiring skills, having, you know, experiences, learning, getting better. You know, use that time to date a lot. I don't like dating. I know <laughs> you have to, though. Don't I hate wait. It. You have no idea how much I really hate date dating. Date and date a lot. But you know why? Because it requires parts of yourself
0: that you struggle with. What are those? I don't know. <laughs> we don't have time for that. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. Be sure to purchase your copy of Sex Outside the Lines on Amazon.com by Dr. Chris Donahue. For more information on Dr. Chris Donahue, be sure to follow him on Twitter at Chris Donahue. And that's Donahue D-O-N-A-G-H-U-E. He made sure to to let us know that right when he got in. His Facebook page is Dr. Chris Donahue, and his Instagram is Dr. Donahue. That's D R Donahue. And don't forget to go to www.chrisdonahue.com. Listen to hashtag nofilter with Zach Peter every Wednesday. Subscribe on iTunes um, and go to justplainzach.com for healthy drink recipes like today's drink of the week and more. Thank you guys for listening. I will talk to you again next week. Bye.